Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Man, this month we did two really powerful live trainings. If you weren't at either, there's still an opportunity for you to get plugged in. We do have all of the replays, all of the notes available. All of these live inside of the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle. So essentially what we've done is every training that we've done to date, and we've done a lot, (laughs) we've bundled them all together and you can get instant access to all of them so you can get what is most relevant to you. And if that's not good enough, you can join us with every future live masterclass and training that we do for an entire year. Okay, so we've bundled it all together so you can get access to everything that we've done and everything that we're going to do in the future inside the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle. There are a number of three-day challenges, masterclasses, and guest interviews. And why the interviews are great is these are testimonies, and we're changed by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So when you hear some of these testimonies, it does something to your faith You get a word, you get it into your spirit, and that word you can claim as your own. And it gives you hope. And deeper than that, it gives you faith to walk out that breakthrough, that transformation in your own life, okay? So get inside the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle. The two live sessions that we did this month, one was overcoming hidden abuse. And why this was so powerful, because this is invasive, and this is how the enemy of your soul operates. So if you've ever wanted to do a study really on how the enemy of your soul operates so that you know your enemy and you can be wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove, we need this in the world that we live in. We need fine-tuned discernment and wisdom. That masterclass for sure is for you. And then this week we went through a three-day challenge live together on breaking free from drama addiction. And I know If you're anything like me, you're like, one, I ain't addicted to nothing. That ain't me. Two, (laughs) you'll say that you don't have drama in your life and that you don't attract it into your life. Well, I challenge you to challenge yourself on that and take a deep dive into what is going on inside of this challenge because, unfortunately, we are wired and groomed for chaos and crises in our life, and we don't know actually what to do how to access peace and what to do when we have it. In fact, we often get bored when our life is calm and peaceful when actually that's the most powerful position we can live from. So this challenge is very eye-opening and there's a lot, a lot that you can glean from it. All of that is available inside the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle. You can find that at www.courageco.com. Encourage Co. is a private app off social media. So I will tell you the first thing that you'll be prompted to do is to create a unique user login with your name and your email to get access to everything that is inside Courage Co. Because not only is the Courage Co. Masterclass bundle inside Courage Co. with all of our live monthly trainings and events, we have a life group in there where we actually meet in person. We just gathered for a pool party. this month to help wind down the summer. In fact, doesn't seem like anyone's winding down, but we gathered this month for that. Next month, we have all sorts of different conferences that you can join us at, literally. We've got a couple of live conferences next month that you can join us at. One of them will have a virtual opportunity, so if you're not 
local, you can join us virtually. And then we have another conference in October. So there is a life group that you can connect to. We have prophetic encouragement and prayer calls. We have weekly small groups, which are so powerful when it comes to building community, not going through hard things alone, having prayer partners in your journey and getting biblical breakthroughs in your life, getting activated into the character, the nature of God in your life, which just yields different outcomes entirely. We've got to be spiritually fit. So these small groups that happen every single week for free (laughs) are great things to plug into to really make sure that if you don't have community in your life and you're not really sure how to create it, It's here. You've just got to be willing to be vulnerable and plug in. But all of this is available inside Courage Go. We also have our VIP exclusive training program called the God's Vibes Mastermind. The next round of this will start in October. So you can apply for that now as well. We've got some exciting things on the rise coming up in January 2024. So you don't want to miss any of this stuff. The masterclass bundle is just a very small portion of what we got going on in there. So Get into Courage Go. All you got to do is create a unique user login. Do it over at www.courageco.org. Awesome stuff. Okay, so I thought that today I could help you really grasp that healing is not linear. I think when we are healing (laughs) in general, when we are waking up to the darkness that we've been under the influence of, maybe even ways that we've contributed to that, that can feel really heavy. That can feel really overwhelming and be challenging to navigate. And I will also say it's not something that we can do without God. We can try, but it's not something we can do without God, and it's not something we can go at alone. So what I want to offer here is a different perspective. Whenever we are telling our story, writing our story, we're always the hero. (laughs) We always tell it from a skewed lens and one that will serve us or make us feel okay with our reality. But we've really got to watch the stories that we're telling ourselves, especially when it comes to relationships in our lives. Because any sort of discomfort, dysfunction, sickness comes through dis-ease in our life. And what happens is that comes forth because we never actually deal with issues. And all of these issues are in our hearts. So we often try to solve them outside of us or even just start with our brain. But all of the issues of life, the Bible tells us, flow out of our hearts. We've got to be willing to go deep launch into the deep and the depths of our soul with God, right? So in order to get better, though, what we don't always accept, because it takes some kind of human to do this, okay? It takes a courageous one, for the record. But in order to get better, we have to own our part in the issues of our life. And this is very true in relationships, because in relationship, it always takes two, okay? And we have a tendency to assign blame to other people, to judge people's sin as greater than our own, right? To criticize, to minimize our own stuff and really blow it up in the lives of somebody else. It's this human thing that we tend to do. But what's really powerful is when we can admit what we've done, where we were wrong, and then take action to reconcile that and bring forth transformation in our life, okay? So essentially, we blame the devil (laughs) on a lot of things 
in our life to avoid accepting that we've actually contributed to creating pain or we've contributed to problems in our life. So we need a clear sense of that, that reality, that truth. And we need to start becoming a person that fights devils in our life, whether that's generational thoughts in your head, different sabotage that you have, which we talk a lot about here. If we want to get better, we've got to own our stuff and do it without condemnation. Okay, and that's one of the reasons why these monthly trainings are powerful because a lot of us are wanting to do that, perhaps, or inspired to do that, but we have no idea where to start or how to do it. And that's what these challenges are doing. And then in the mastermind, we go deep on making sure that you get coaching around that and making sure that you're fully supported in that with an intimate community as well. Okay, so faith in this way is counterintuitive. And why I say that is it's never going to follow the worldly ways. All right. Often you have to ignore what common sense says to you and believe God anyway. You've got to ignore what the opinions of man are. You've got to ignore your thoughts. You've got to ignore your emotions and your feelings and get up out of those and just take God at his word and believe him anyway. And it will go against what is logical. It will go against what you can figure out. Faith is always counterintuitive, okay? So you have to have discipline to challenge your narrative, challenge how you see a situation, and to stop living messy. And sometimes, if we're honest, like really, really honest, we're making a mess in our lives, okay? And it's on us to change that. But we can start seeking God on the steps and the how to do that, okay? So in this breaking free from drama addiction challenge, I'll tell you some of the things that we did in there so that you can be ready (laughs) for what you see in the masterclass bundle, okay? So essentially over three days, number one is we talked about what drama addiction is and is not because again, that isn't something that we would think we're addicted to. We hear the word addiction and we all have our own thoughts around what that is or is not, okay? So we talked about what it is and isn't. We also talked about how to identify drama patterns in yourself and in other people, which is very eye-opening. So you can see how drama in some ways just takes over in your life. We talk about somatic effects of drama addiction, so literally what's happening in your body and how that really weighs on the body and brings destruction. Then we talked about where this comes from. And I think when you understand where drama addiction comes from, that really releases a ton of compassion and grace, not just for yourself, but for other people in your world. And then we talked about intimately practices for recovery and healing. So how you can live a life that is sustainable, right? With really life-giving habits without all the chaos, without all the crises, whether that's inside of you or on the outside of you, okay? So some key takeaways with drama One, drama is an addiction that is far more complex, layered, and pervasive than simply somebody making, let's say, a loud cry for attention. That might be what we assume, but it's way more complex than that. Really what it is, is a way of trying to exist in the world that you are consistently out of sync with. You're just straight up out of alignment, Okay, so you're chasing a sensation to feel alive and seeking crisis as a way 
to validate this unidentifiable and insatiable discomfort that you have. Now, drama then is the stirring, the excitement, the exaggeration, the eruption, the unrest, and the battle to feel alive in relation to the numbing of the internal and external world around you. It's deep, okay? So what I want to offer today is that there is a way to live a life of ease and connection, not pain and disconnection. But when pain and disconnection are all you know, that's what you keep choosing, whether you like it or not, whether you're aware of it or not. Okay, and then you keep going through these cycles, right? But there is a path to ease and connection. And we're going to talk today about five specific milestones of healing so you can see when you're healing and this is not linear that you are making progress that you are on a path to ease and to connection that there is hope that it does get better that you're not staying in any one of these milestones but there's a path forward a way forward you're in transition this is not permanent and that can bring so much relief when it feels like you're the world might say in the dark night of your soul or when you keep doing some healing work and then you just keep peeling back layers of this onion you didn't know that you could go deeper <laughs> and then you hit a bottom that you didn't know you could hit. You thought you were at bottom, then you kept going, right? So when you actually have some milestones in your healing journey, no matter if that's in relationship, if that's with yourself, if it's you know with a circumstance, whatever it might happen to be, this is really powerful to get you looking at what you're walking through from a higher perspective, okay? So here is what I can offer. There are clear milestones on your healing journey, on a growth journey. And the process of healing, what it really is, is a process of reestablishing safety being present in your body, expressing your authentic self, not this fabricated self, growing your capacity to be seen and in connection, having intimacy with yourself and other people. And I like to say with intimacy that it's into me see, it's seeing into yourself and other people and affirms a sense of belonging. Okay, so I will tell you what these five milestones of healing are, and then I'll deep dive into all of them so you have an understanding of where you might even be at personally right now on your journey. Okay, so the five stages or milestones of healing are awareness, action, arrival, letting go, and belonging. All right, now stage one is awareness. So what is important to note here is that before you can even get to awareness, you are operating without consciousness of your adaptive survival strategies or coping mechanisms. So all of these ways to cope and survive in the world are happening beneath the surface. You're not even aware of it. So the first step of healing is you become aware of it. So awareness is the stage that begins to illuminate what's been in the shadows so God, for example, illuminates our darkness. That's what it says in his word, right? And I often turn this into a prayer when I know and can sense something is le le like uh, lurking there beneath the surface. What I'll say is, God, thank you that you illuminate my darkness. 
that you bring to light what I can't see and give me the courage to respond according to your will. Powerful prayer, okay? So it takes fortitude to become aware of the addiction and what's behind it, what's driving that thing. And one of the most helpful tools to bring curiosity to whatever you're attending to is to be open. Be open to what you discover rather than resisting it. Curiosity is that gateway. All right. So with awareness, you've got to pay attention to where and when there is aliveness, connection, and presence to your body and where there's not. Because a lot of times when we are not present, (laughs) it's almost like when we're addicted to crises and chaos, we're having a constant vacation from our body. We're not aware of what we're thinking. We're not aware of what we're feeling. We have no clue about any of the issues stored up in our heart. And we make a lot of messes because of that. And we partner with people that do that too. So you can watch your life from outside your body as if it was happening on a movie screen. So I love this. My background part of it is in, (laughs) I would say practical psychology, right? But film production. So when you come up higher from your life, like you can be in a moment, but viewing it at the same time. I promise you that's a totally different level of awareness, but it's so, so powerful. And that's one of the ways you cannot react in circumstances and situations. You can respond in them instead. You can witness your behaviors and thoughts and begin to take ownership for what is happening around you, okay? You can start seeing what's going on with other people and what's going on with you, all right? You can actually see the difference and you can start taking responsibility for what's going on with you and minding your own business, all right? You can listen closely for any scripts that are running in your mind that are fueling what you're focusing on and reacting to. Again, another beautiful benefit, what we teach a lot inside Courage Co. is helping people live their most courageous and impactful story. Well, you've got to know what your stories are, okay? So when you start becoming more aware, you start listening to these scripts that are running in your brain, all right? So whenever you're acting, there is a script that you're following, and many actors study this script. They rehearse their lines. They start getting into character, Okay, so when you start changing your script, you start changing the character. Super powerful. So we talk a lot about how to practically do that. Observe how time and energy are being used to justify and validate any thoughts, feelings, and beliefs that you have. Often when we are doing something, we create self-fulfilling prophecies, right? We start creating a narrative that serves us. Either it protects us, it keeps us in a comfort zone, doesn't really serve us a lot of the time, but we think it does and we reinforce it. Notice any uneasiness around stillness and ease. Isn't it weird how we avoid the very things that are good for us? So pay attention to that. Recognize all the ways you personally exacerbate a situation and create more agitation. You know, there's a problem and you just throw some more fire on it. (laughs) Just pour some gasoline on it. It's crazy right? But we do that. So pay attention to when you do that. Notice when you allow your emotions to move through you and when you hold on to them and recycle them as a means of staying activated. So I call this ruminating, right? We use our imagination against ourselves 
this beautiful nation in your mind, right? You use it to hold yourself back, to sabotage yourself. You're not using it to help you move forward, all right? You're using it to keep you stuck and you're burning up energy doing that. A single wave of emotion. I feel like this is so helpful to know. I teach a lot about emotions and energy leadership specifically, but a single wave of emotion lasts only 30 to 90 seconds. I don't know if you've actually sat and acknowledged that, but it lasts 30 to 90 seconds and anything after that is a story. So when we learn to actually feel to heal, what that means is you actually allow emotions, almost like waves, to move through your body. Let it pass in that 30 to 90 second interval. Just let it flow like a wave through you versus letting it get stuck in you because then it can pass through you and give you valuable information that can serve you. But if you lock it up, it can't do that, okay? And often when we don't let emotion flow through us and when we don't process it, we start telling a story of the discomfort. We start telling lies, okay? And that keeps us stuck. Become aware of emotions you default to and the ones you tend to avoid. This is like having an emotional home. A lot of us only live in three emotions. So we keep going back to them. Is it frustration, anxiety, and fear? That doesn't make for a very good quality of life, right? Is it anger, overwhelm, stress? Those right there, that's a, that's a profile <laughs> of somebody struggling with a drama addiction. Strangely enough, we just call it something different. Right? In the world, they accept that you can live under stress, overwhelm, and burdens, right? Like that's normal, but it's not normal and it's what leads to your destruction. All right? Notice your interactions in different relationships, whether these are partners, friends, strangers, your community. Observe how often you feel alone or lonely in the presence of other people. I shared that I lived in New York at one point and there were tons of humans around me all the time, but I never felt more alone than I did when I was living there. Never felt more alone because there were so many layers of disconnection and everyone was so busy and on the move to somewhere. They couldn't even see you. They couldn't look you in the eye. They couldn't smile at you. They wouldn't pause. If you like, if you actually had a problem or needed directions, they wouldn't pause and talk to you and help you. (laughs) They would just watch you struggle. Like it was a very different kind of experience, very cold and disconnected. Never felt more alone in my life. Become aware of judging, criticizing, and blaming yourself and others as a means of avoiding feelings and needs, okay? So that is awareness. And you can imagine, you can spend a lot of time there because that takes a lot of work on the inside. You've got to start paying attention, right? So start paying attention to that. All right, the next step is action. The next step is action, all right? So when you're working with the action step, this is addressing the behavior of an addiction to drama by utilizing the many practices and therapeutic techniques that can support change, okay? So I'm somebody that has been doing inner work for a very long time. I've worked with many therapists, many coaches, many spiritual advisors for years. So I've got quite a collection. (laughs) 
right? So sometimes it can probably feel like I'm giving you a therapeutic experience, but this is really valuable, right? So here's some things that you can apply. One, slow down. And I get it, you probably hate that I'm saying this because I used to be there too. But slowing down also, what that's valuable and helping you do is seeing all of the ways where you are rushing through things, where you're not conscious, where you're just perpetuating pain and patterns. When you slow down, you can see it. When you go fast, you miss it. So start slowing down. Right? There's things that you can do to do that, which we're going to kind of break down. But in general, instead of rushing through everything and being always on to the next thing, slow down. Okay? Got the Jack Johnson song in my head. <laughs> slow down. You're moving too fast. All right. Meditation and embodiment practices. So I actually have done a yoga teacher training before I started walking intimately with God. And that was really effective, actually, in helping me slow down. And they teach a different kind of meditation. They teach you how to let go of your thoughts. Biblical meditation is different. You're actually meditating on the Word of God, and you're training your brain to focus. And you're also starting to discover what it means to unpack a scripture and apply it to your life and and really see what God has in that promise for you specifically. Right, So anything that you can do to start getting back into your body is really, really powerful. So breathing exercises, grounding where you're even walking on the grass barefoot, like literally grounding yourself. A lot of those things are very, very valuable. Stay present in your body as feelings arise rather than trying to distract yourself or numb yourself. Take pauses and embrace moments of stillness. Embrace the pause, (laughs) right? Let emotions subside, then decide. Slow down, pause. You don't have to make a decision in this moment. If you feel pressure to, wait on it 24 hours, at least. At least sleep on it, pray on it. Don't make it in that moment. Don't do it. (laughs) Prioritize rest and recuperation. I used to be somebody that was like, ain't got time for that. I ain't got time for that. Right, But you actually think about your system. There's a reason why we need to sleep. There's a reason why we need to shut down technology. There's a reason why we do well when we're out in nature for periods of time and we get some sunlight on us, right? There's a reason why (laughs) we need more oxygen. We need certain amounts of water. Like we have to actually embrace recuperating, okay? So if you work out, You also have rest days, so your body can chill for a second before you put it through more training. We need that. Start practicing expressing basic feelings and needs. This can feel super awkward, when, especially if you've been struggling at all in your life with people-pleasing or codependency. To start recognizing that you have needs and to start communicating them can feel very awkward and uncomfortable, but you only get better at that by practicing. Receive connection, validation, feedback, and intimacy. That's one of the gifts that you can give yourself when you start working with a therapist, when you start working with a coach, when you start experiencing spiritual advising, you start receiving connection, validation, feedback, and intimacy. When you have somebody that is the right fit for you, they're able to hold non-judgmental space. They're able to help you really see what's going on in the inside of you in a powerful way where you're not judged, 
where you're not just diminished. You're actually empowered to support yourself. It's a really beautiful experience. Be flexible moving between states, such as between being really activated and settling down in your soul. So that's really the difference between your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems, right? There's times where you got to be in action. There's times where you got to chill. Start discerning the difference so that you're not always in fight or flight mode. You're not always in this like go mode, like ready for something to happen. It's bad, right? Discern fact from fiction in your thoughts and in your stories. A lot of why we're bound is because we let thoughts and stories continue to bully us and beat us up. And the enemy just looks at us and laughs, right? Like we'll be busy for a while doing that, but we never challenge them. We just take them as true, right? Let God be true and your enemy be a liar. You can't do that if you don't know what God says, right? So start really discerning the difference between fact or fiction. I think when we start reading more of the word and getting more of that stored up in our heart, we can start seeing it quicker, right? But if you don't have the truth stored up in your heart, you can't really see the difference, right? How could you? Shift from narrow thinking to seeing choices, nuances, and optionality, right? So instead of just black and white living, start seeing that you're a person of power because you have decision-making ability. You have free will. You can make choices, but you've got to own those, okay? You also have all of these different ways that you can test and see what is a wise and a sound decision and what is not. You don't just have to impulsively live your life, always chaotic, always trying to put out fires. You don't have to live that way. You can actually move at the rhythm of wisdom. And then while confronting ingrained thoughts and behavior patterns, this is going to be really hard work. It's also important to know that this stage, no matter how hard it is, is necessary for healing and deep change to take place. Okay, so while it's hard, you can't abort the mission. You can't skip this. And a lot of times we try to, we try to avoid doing this kind of work that makes us feel uncomfortable, vulnerable, exposed, seen. We're like, right? Like it just feels awkward. So we try to just jump into something like another relationship, another dysfunctional job situation. We try to just keep jumping versus slowing down and doing the real internal work. Okay, but you will constantly sabotage yourself until you see why and how you're doing it and start taking new action. So you cannot skip this step. All right, step three or milestone three is arrival. This is when you now feel a sense of power from occupying and being present in your body instead of relying on the false self of power, right? Desired from living in constant chaos and crises. Right? We kind of feel powerful when we can be chaos coordinators, but really we're just overwhelmed, stressed out, and burdened by all sorts of stuff that usually isn't even ours to deal with in the first place. Life then, in this arrival step, becomes much richer and more colorful as you start arriving back into yourself. You start coming home into yourself versus being on vacation, Okay. So feelings become deeper and more nuanced as opposed to just general, intense, and exaggerated. Hence the drama. We exaggerate things. Whenever we're telling a story again in our favor, we like really sell it. We really like put some fuel on that and make it really exciting. (laughs) Let me tell you what actually happened, right? We try to blow it up. Not you, though. Just people you know. 
Feelings become deeper and more nuanced, okay? So with enough trust, support, and safety, you are able to contact the core hurt underlying the behavior through four phases, okay? When you're arriving, this is kind of what it looks like. You explore the benefit of the behavior. You find the missing needs that behavior was giving you. You find the belief that was driving that behavior, and then you meet the pain so that you can do something new, okay? So that's kind of what's happening. When you have trust, support, and safety, you can start seeing, oh, like this is where that pain started in my life. And then this is what I started doing to avoid feeling that. And this is why I kept doing this thing over and over and over and seeing this pattern in all of my relationships, let's say. But now that I see it, here's what I can choose instead. So a lot of times when you actually hire the therapist, hire the coach, work with the spiritual advisor, you slow down at least once a week (laughs) to start evaluating what's going on in your life and what's coming up and what patterns you're living in. You can start to see it and then you have these great spiritual awakenings, these aha moments, right? These miracles where your perception is shifted and you're like, oh my gosh, right? A lot of times you'll start being able to forgive yourself. You'll start having more self-compassion. You'll start seeing what serves you and what does not so that you can actually start choosing what does and be supported in that. It is so, so powerful, all right? So during this phase, emotions that have been suppressed for a really long time may be experienced for a sustained amount of time. So that can also be when somebody starts working with a therapist or coach, they're like, I don't like it. All of a sudden I got to feel all this stuff and I'm not used to doing that and I don't want to do it anymore. Goodbye. That was fun. Right. And then they just run back to the old ways of being. But if you lean in, I promise you the levels of freedom and breakthroughs that you'll step into are worth it are worth it. Peace is expensive, but once you get it, woof, you will protect it. All right. So when you lean in, despite feeling uncomfortable and despite being uncomfortable for a minute, okay, then you'll start getting these really big breakthroughs because all of that emotion starts getting locked up in your body. So there's a great book. It's called The Body Keeps Score, but right, basically trauma and different things that we've been through, when we don't process it, when we don't heal it, it literally gets locked into your body. So it makes sense, right? Sometimes I know in some of my deepest healing seasons, I just started weeping, ugly, crying, wailing. And I'm like, I'm freaking myself out, right? But literally it was like this deep pain that had been stored in my body for years. And when I started my relationship with God, that's what I would do (laughs) all by myself, just wailing. I'd never seen myself like that before right? And it was just this massive amount of heart healing that was being released. I had no clue what was happening other than God was healing my heart. I didn't know what specific life events he was healing, but he was like, this is why I've needed to slow you down. This is what I need you to let go of so that you can truly have and enjoy your life in abundance to the full until it overflows. Stay with me while we do this heart surgery, right? And you will have a life that is beyond you. I'm answering your prayer. (laughs) Don't move from this process. Just stay with me. Trust me in this. I will help you live with peace and a lightness of being. I will make you a new creation. Trust me, right? But it was really, really scary because those emotions, I didn't know were stored up in there. Like I thought I was a good, happy human. And I was like, nope, 
nope, you're still a human that's trying to protect yourself. You're still a human that's living with a lot of fear. You're still a human that's living with a lot of distrust. You're still a human that really doesn't have freedom, right? Like you're incarcerated in your soul and God wants you to break out of that, okay? So as the core pain is understood, felt, and supported, the self-soothing mechanisms creating the addiction to drama lessen. So as you're, in my case, as my heart started to heal, God started to replace all of the bad ways of coping with healthy ways and practices to soothe myself, to care for myself, so there's no need for an addiction or a crutch or a limp. I didn't have to keep limping through life, okay? I could be free indeed (laughs) and have habits and lifestyle practices that brought life to me versus death and cursing to me, okay? For a while there, I didn't know the difference, all right? I just needed things to like numb the fear, numb the pain, numb the, right? But I didn't need anything now to numb. That's a gift. This then prepares you for an even bigger release of an old identity around suffering and pain. Okay, so I was somebody that was always told that I've got like a crazy story, right? I'm like, you know what? Like, but I'm not my story, right? Like, I don't want to just be this person that's like, yeah, you've, you've definitely been through a school of hard knocks. So like, wow, I can't believe that you've been through all that, right? Like, I don't, I don't want to just live like that. Like, one thing for sure, you best believe I'm not going to waste my pain, okay? But I'm not just going to keep living a lifestyle of suffering and pain. But I will if I don't understand that I have a choice. I will keep living a lifestyle of suffering and pain if I think that that is what I'm worthy of and deserve, or if I don't know how I'm patterned to keep choosing it. Inevitably, I might get my hopes up for something new, but if my patterns are still stronger, I'm going to keep reliving cycles of pain and suffering. And I ain't here for that. I don't have time for that. Like enough is enough. Like I'm tired of being broken. I'm tired of starting over and accomplishing a lot, but feeling like I'm not progressing in life. Like this is not my story. Like I'm over having a crazy story, okay? So if you don't want to just live (laughs) in a story of suffering and pain, you've got to be open to a different kind of life, an abundant life, all right? And that is available. So how do you do it? You've got to let go. Our next step, you got to let go. So to live fully, we must let go of who we have been in order to fill who we are here to become. All right. The stories we created to justify the sense of victimhood and emotional intensity now begin to feel empty. Like we're over it. Like enough is enough. You hit this enough is enough moment. And the predictable hurt is so ingrained in our identity that letting go of it can feel like a death of sorts. It's literally like grieving who you were, grieving who you thought you had to be, which is where forgiveness is important too. Grieving everything that you tolerated or accepted because you didn't know better. Grieving all of the ways that you sabotaged yourself. Like you had a hand in doing that. Grieving all the ways that you limited and blocked yourself. You got to let it go. Let it go fully. Instead of beating yourself up and condemning yourself, you got to release it so God can heal it so that you can fully step into an entirely different kind of being. The predictable hurt, right, is so ingrained. And that's why when you're letting it go, you're letting thoughts go. You're letting emotions go. You're letting hurts go. You're letting an entire operating system go. 
right? You're going from being like this old, unrenewed self to a new creation self, right? There's fear connected to that too, because you don't know who's this new self going to be. What's that going to be like? What else am I going to lose? Who else am I going to lose, right? Letting go of an identity is disturbing to the way your sense of safety has been wired. We've been wired, especially when we're addicted to crises and chaos, to think that crises and chaos, really us controlling it all the time and managing it all the time, is our identity. That's how we've been comfortable. We know what to do in crises and chaos. We wear it as a badge. It's no badge. Take it off, right? Get rid of that role. You don't need it anymore, okay? And the paradox of this phase is that everything you most desire is on the other side of this death of identity. So you've got to go through it to get to it. And as you begin to orient yourself away from suffering as your identity, it's important to ask, who else am I without my pain, without my trauma, without my suffering? So I mentioned when I was in freshman year, of college, this was when I was starting to see that my being useful, that me being a people pleaser, that me being a codependent, that me being an athlete, that me being a straight A student, these were all roles that weren't going to help me thrive in the real world, right? People are like, great, who cares? What can you do for us? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? People are very selfish and self-centered, especially if you're working for somebody, they just want to know what you can do for them, right? So if you don't know who you are, you can really get hurt in the world, right? So I went to a career options, or I guess it was a career center, right? And I was in there, probably within the first month of school, and they had a flyer for a know thyself retreat. And I'm like, this, like, this is what I need, which is just crazy to think of like a freshman in college being like, I just want to know myself, right? But wild, I was hungry for this. So I go to this conference or this retreat rather. And I was starting to ask those questions. Who am I? Why am I here? How can I make a difference? Right? How can I really thrive in life? Like I really have no idea. I don't know who I am without these roles. I don't know who I am without being an athlete or a good student or helpful in my family. Like, I don't know who I am apart from those roles. I don't know how I'm going to be successful. I don't even know, like, what I'm gifted in, what I need, what I want. Like, how am I supposed to life? I don't know how to life. Like, can anyone help me? And those questions start as early as 10, if you know a little bit about my story. But I was desperately looking for these questions because as much as I wanted to be different, I had no clue what that meant or how to close that gap. So when we don't know, you know what happens? Our sabotage, our addictions are stronger. Our obsessions, if you want to look at it that way, are stronger to keep us stuck than to lead us into freedom. And we can live in our obsessions our entire life and never be free indeed. All right? So what's important to know is that you might in this phase really find that as you're on the journey of healing and letting go, that you're questioning who you are and what you offer to the world. But you're doing it without the drama, right? Like, who am I without the drama? And what can I offer if I'm not so dramatic? If I'm not just full of chaos and crises, like what value can I offer? Right? And think about this. The greatest gift that you can give people is your peace, is your presence, is your encouragement, is your belief in them is your empowerment, 
the tools, the playbook that changed your life. Those are the greatest gifts that you can bring people. Not your pain, not your suffering, not your projections, not your curses, not your judgment, not your criticism. Those don't help people. Even your opinions don't help people. Doesn't set them free. Anything you're doing to keep people in bondage is not blessing them. It's enabling them to stay stuck. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to choose that. So there's work for me to do, and hopefully that's what you're seeing. There's work to be done if you don't want to keep projecting curses and projections and patterns and all this stuff that don't serve people. A lot of times we see this when we have kids because we start seeing that children model what they see, not what is said to them. They model what they see, right? They, They model or start being groomed for the atmosphere, the environment they experience. So they start becoming wired for fear. They start putting themselves in environments like that. They become wired for dysfunction a lot of the time. They start becoming wired for really unhealthy practices. One of the things that I saw is just people escaping life through all the isms, workaholism, alcoholism, (laughs) right? Busyism, right? All of the distractions, people were escaping life. They were just escape artists. And I'm like, is life so bad that we just have to escape? Like that ain't gonna work. I mean, it's a crutch, but how is anyone gonna be successful if they're just escaping themselves in their life? Like that can't be the path, right? So you may at times return to old behaviors and when you're in a letting go phase, but don't beat yourself up. One day it will feel okay to finally release the old system of operating And people are waiting to meet this version of you. Yes, you will have to let go of people, places, things, habits, beliefs, operating systems. You're going to have to let it go. But what you gain is so much greater. What you gain is so much greater. The people that you ultimately want to be connected to and will connect with you in healthy ways, the destiny that you've been designed to walk out right? Life-giving habits and practices that give you life versus weigh you down. What you have to gain is greater than anything you ever have to let go of, okay? And God always gives you double for your trouble. That doesn't work in the world, but God does that, all right? So the last phase here is belonging, right? Isn't this interesting? We all have this desire, these desires for love and belonging, yet we do everything in our life to prevent that from being possible. (sighs) So belonging, this is our nature. It's fundamental to who we are as humans. We need it. We are wired for it. And we come back to ourselves and other people in this phase. So To me personally, what I know by personal experience is I could never belong with myself because I didn't know myself. And I couldn't know myself until I recognized that I belong to God and he helped me understand what that means and then to help me love and belong to myself so that I could do that with other people. So to me, it's like we have to love and belong to God to love and belong to ourselves to then love and belong with other people, okay? It doesn't work when we try to just belong to other people because that's actually where this chameleon imposter stuff comes from. We try to just fit in and be loved and accepted by people that don't even know themselves. That's interesting, right? And we try to do it in so many different spaces and places. 
right? We try to climb a corporate ladder. <laughs> we try to build this fancy brand and make our name great when God does that, if he wants to do that, right? If that's what's on your life. So we try to do all these things to be loved and accepted when all it does is perpetuate us not being loved and accepted, okay? It usually creates a lot more insecurity. So we have to actually be loved by and belong to God so that we can actually start loving and belonging to ourselves and know intimately what that looks like, what that feels like. And that's very personal. So God will develop the how with you personally, and then you can do that with your people. You'll be able to recognize your people, all right? The parts of you, right, that you had to hide away or change to be recognized and seen are finally being healed and integrated into who you're becoming. The word healing actually comes from the same root as the word whole. So as the journey of belonging unfolds, you're no longer operating from a fragmented nervous system doing the best it can to help feel secure in the world. Rather, what you're doing is connecting in ways that feel safe. So from constantly living in an unsafe operating system, now you have one that is safe. Peace is your compass rather than chaos. Woof! Come on. <laughs> Come on. I felt that strongly for somebody. First, you belong to yourself, which appears as acceptance and an understanding of who you are and what you feel. And over time, this authentic self, as the world would say, right, is revealed. And then there is more for others to see and connect with to establish intimacy that validates a sense of worth, purpose, and meaning. So when we are oriented to crises and chaos, right, it's a very shallow life. We connect on the surface. We never go deep. But when you start going into the deep, you launch into the deep with God, right? You start uncovering who you are, how you're wired, what makes you you, what you love, what you don't, what you're gifted in, right? And you start discovering what you value and what your mission is and who's a part of that and who is not, right? And then you start connecting with people around purpose and around mission and around things that are deeply meaningful and powerful, okay? It may be helpful in this phase to also map out and define what healthy relationship is. So just consider who are the people in your life who have created a sense of relationship that you'd like to model. And then what you do is you define the qualities and features of these relationships, and these qualities will become the ones you will embody, the ones you'll practice, They'll become a compass for safe and accepting relationships. And then belonging will naturally emerge as you practice that and own that as you embody it. Okay? So those are the phases. We've got awareness. Got to start waking up. You got action. You got to start becoming aware, right? Then you got to start moving your feet, from the things that don't serve you, and you gotta start really letting it go, not just physically, but all the ways that you're connected and sort of entangled with it, then you can really arrive in a place of peace and wholeness and then start belonging with other people, okay? Those are the phases. So then, how do you recognize that you've healed? I just wanna offer this. Here's how you know that healing has occurred, okay? You have a sense of security 
you feel seen and accepted, you feel that you're enough, you're less interested in gossiping and more in having deeper connections, you're prioritizing your own business over other people's, you feel a sense of worth, time feels more flexible and less urgent, you feel alive in your body, resting feels safe, you can receive what other people have to offer. You know your place in the world is inherent to who you are, not what you do. Simple is enough. Simple is actually attractive. You feel in control while adapting to all the fluctuations of life. You are able to enjoy the positive things within your life. Your sense of power comes from your ability to find pauses and make choices, and you are in sync with the world. When we are addicted to drama, to crises, to chaos, really, we don't have a capacity that's been developed to feel safe and supported, and we feel as if we can't adapt to life in a flexible way. We don't have a capacity to do those things. When we start to heal, we start coming home to ourselves. We start feeling safe and we start becoming more flexible and adaptable to all that's happening inside of us and around us. Okay? It's almost like palm tree life. All right? When you picture a palm tree, the storms are coming. And like hurricane storms, okay? But the palm tree's like, yo, it just bends and then it like comes right back, okay? There's resilience there. You start developing resilience. You start developing courage. You start knowing what tools are to help you adapt to life from a secure, safe place. So to come home means that we can finally exhale and dial down the pervasive holding on of tension so that we can finally be held. You're worthy of deep and authentic relationships. And when you come into relationship with God, I've often said this is for most the first time that they've ever felt seen, valuable, worthy, guided, fully supported, rooted, grounded and established in love there's nothing like it and that is available all right so i hope this message really encouraged you that healing is not linear but there are milestones that you can pay attention to maybe you're the awareness phase maybe you're in the arrival phase maybe you're so grateful to be in the belonging phase for the first time in your life or maybe you can start creating love and belonging in deeper ways with yourself and all around you. But I hope this gave you some perspective. You can get the deep dive into all of this inside the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle. You can join us for live challenges and teachings and trainings every single month. There's always coaching. We're really generous over here. So you not only get the training, but you get live coaching as well. Okay, so you can implement it immediately. You can be a part of a community if you do want to belong somewhere. Courage Co. has these great virtual groups that you can be plugged into every single week. Weekly small groups, okay? And there's also a mastermind and many more things to come. So check it out, www.courageco.org. And until next time, 
Stay blessed. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop, literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free, for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else, 12 weeks of content that we will go through together or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.